Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. <laughs> they all go. <laughs> At least they didn't fight. I got it. No, I got it. No, I got it. <laughs> and Grayson's usually the one that's just like, whatever. I don't really want to get it. <laughs> and so last week, um, last week I was here with you too. And so... Um, Tonight, Pastor Tony is ministering at Pastor Jody Carson's church in Traverse City. <laughs> and so uh, he is doing that for them because they're out of town. So he was filled, filled the spot for them kind of last minute. And so I was like, that's fine. I'll do it. And my daughter's like, well, no, no, no. Didn't mom do it for you last week? And I'm like, I did. That's a really good point. <laughs> and then I'm doing it again. <laughs> But last week I talked about uh, the Holy Spirit, kind of like the job of the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit is. We went into the Word and how we can pray by the Holy Spirit, how I can know what's ahead of me, how I can know what tomorrow's going to be by the Holy Spirit. And so let's go over to, first we'll start over in Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. <laughs> I'm laughing at my kids. Verse 14. And I got this mint. <laughs> nice when you got a cinnamon mint and all of a sudden it's like, ooh, that's really it. <laughs> it's really cinnamony. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. This is a prayer. It says, for this reason, seeing the greatness of this plan by which you are built together in Christ, I bow my knees before the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that Father, I'm reading from the Amplified, so I got a lot more words, from whom all fatherhood takes its name and derives its name, or title and derives its name. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened, reinforced, with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit. So let's read that again. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit strengthens your inner man and gives you power to win. It says, by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. So the Holy Spirit can affect my attitude and my personality. Maybe some days it's not so good. Getting irritated. The Holy Spirit can get me happy. Can bring me joy out of discomfort, irritation, or frustration. Verse 17, may Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely in love, that you may have the power to be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints 
what the breadth, length, the height, the depth of that love, that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge, and that you may be filled through all of your being unto all the fullness of God, having the rich measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. The <laughs> She agrees. <laughs> and so to be filled and flooded with God through all of my being is by the Holy Spirit. And so I'm just showing you how you get there. And so a lot of times we leave the Holy Spirit over here and we try to get something by the word, but it takes the Holy Spirit. And so we get frustrated because we don't, we ignore the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit and not seeing that he causes us to win because he adds to the word. And he is the ticket that takes you up and over circumstances and situations and you, you ride through it. Doesn't mean it doesn't try to harm you or doesn't mean it doesn't touch you because the Bible, Jesus told us, you're going to go through things, they're going to bump you, they're going to set you back, <laughs> you name it. Going to try and take you out because that's the devil. But by the Holy Spirit and being filled by the Holy Spirit, I can press through it. And he causes me to win every time. And so if we keep going um, over in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. So I'm going to have a lot of scripture tonight, but I'm just proving the case to you. So you just can listen really well. I needed like... Back in the day when I did children's church, we used to have these big ears that we put on. They're big green ears, like Mr. Grinch ears, but they weren't pointy. And the kids would be like, oh, they thought that was so funny. Because <laughs> you got to do stuff like that in kids' church <laughs> to make it alive. <laughs> and so we would put these big ears on, and, they, it, and we would tell them, you know, you have to pay attention and you have to listen when um, we would say when... Um, the words are read. That means attention. <laughs> Jesus is speaking to us. But when you're with the Holy Spirit, you have to listen to the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Do not get drunk with wine, but ever be filled, stimulated with the Holy Spirit, or energized, charged up with the Holy Spirit. And so then that's the place of the Holy Spirit. And so then we come over to John chapter 14. And this is where I was last week. So we'll just go over it because I think we have some people here that, tonight that were not here last week. John chapter 14 and verse 16. So this is when Jesus is getting ready to leave his disciples so he's telling them, hey, I'm not leaving you alone or by yourself. I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. So as an I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter. And so when you look up comforter, the Holy Spirit, who is the Holy Spirit to us? It says he's a counselor. He's a helper. He's an intercessor. 
He's an advocate. He's a strengthener. And he says, stand by that he re may remain with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, they can't take, welcome him because it does not see him or know or recognize him. But you know him and you recognize him for he lives with you constantly and he's in you. Whoo, that's good news. When you feel like you're alone, you're really not. When you're going through something and it seems like you're just in it all by yourself, you aren't. The Holy Spirit is in you. But how many times do we just ignore the Holy Spirit because we're not full of the Holy Spirit? But when we get filled and a continual filling and stir that up on the inside... We're conscious and we recognize him. We recognize his promptings. We recognize his help all through the day. When we're going through something, we recognize his voice that's telling us what to do, how to do it, when to do it. But a lot of times we panic when something comes and we start thinking with our minds instead of checking in our heart in our spirit. And so if we'll learn to just settle down for a moment and just get quiet with God in those moments of prayer and say, God, I need your help. Think you can see it? <laughs> I need you to intervene. I need wisdom, whatever we need. We just saw that that's the Holy Spirit to us. And so then when we go over to Acts chapter 2. Went too far. <laughs> I needed somebody to turn my pages. <laughs> you ever get, they stick together. <laughs> they went too far. <laughs> Might be a little while now. <laughs> uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, we'll start. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all assembled together in one place when suddenly there came a sound from heaven like the rushing of a violent wind and it filled the whole house in which they were sitting. Can you just imagine that? And there appeared to them tongues resembling fire which were separated and distributed and which settled on each one of them. Can you, can you just visualize that? <laughs> You'd be like, what's going on? <laughs> and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak. So when you're filled, you speak. In other languages, as the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression. Now there were, um, so that's, that's what I wanted to say there. And so there is an aspect of being filled with the Holy Spirit. When you receive Jesus, the Spirit comes upon. When you receive the Holy Spirit uh, with speaking in tongues, he fills you and he gives you a language. And a lot of people are like, that's too crazy for me. So they don't even take a step, but it's in the Bible. And... 
I only say, I know it's real, I know it's true, because I do it. And there's nothing weird about it. And the Bible says over, I'll turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. But this is why you're filled. Um, the Bible says over in, chapter, in Mark, so that you can be a witness that the Holy Spirit helps you to be a witness, gives you confidence. Have you ever gone up to try and minister Jesus to somebody? Have you felt like, oh, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to do. Have you asked all the questions and you're just nervous to do it? The Bible says the Holy Spirit gives you power to be a witness for Jesus. And so as you're filled with the Spirit, he gives you boldness to step out when you used to not. But all of a sudden, you're stepping out and you're asking people, do you know Jesus? Or you're bold about your testimony by the Holy Spirit. So then when you go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, this is about praying here. Verse 2, it says, for one or a person who speaks in an unknown tongue. Or we can say, your language from the Holy Spirit. Speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands or catches his meaning, because in the Holy Spirit he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to your understanding. So there's things that God will tell you only by the Holy Spirit. And by praying this way. I can pray all day long in the natural, which is really good and it's powerful. I can pray scriptures and by the word, but then there's an aspect of stepping over and praying in the Holy Spirit and I pray out those mysteries, those secrets that I have no idea in my mind. Or we could say it like this. Trying to think a scenario. Uh, something comes against you. Uh, say you're praying for a family member. Let's just say it like this. Something's going on with my family member. Maybe it's their marriage, their home. I just know some things are not good. Well, I can pray by the Holy Spirit because God knows exactly what's wrong and what needs to be changed or fixed or turned around. I don't. I just know it looks like there's a lot of chaos going on. <laughs> but God knows exactly what's going on. And so he's giving us a tool to pray it out and to get answers. And it, it's not something you just learn like that, but the more you do it, the promptings come all the time. And then you become aware of the promptings and you become aware of the voice of the Holy Spirit where it's like, oh. <gasps> And then you get something that maybe somebody else got, and you're like, oh, I got the same thing when I was praying. That's how God works in prayer. And so uh, I use this building as an example because it's a really fresh example <laughs> that we've been going through for <laughs> two years. <laughs> I laugh because it's just like, we're here. We did it. <laughs> and so we were over at our old building, and uh, when we got that old building, when we came into that building, we had lots of money in the bank because when we started out in ministry and we did our first church, um, we both worked full time 
And so um, back then, we, we didn't take any money from the church. We didn't get paid for anything. <laughs> we probably should have done it different, but we just thought, you know what? <laughs> we're young, and <laughs> it was like we're working, and we can take care of ourselves, and so we're not, we'll just put it in the bank. So it actually helped us coming into our first uh, building that we bought. And so we had lots of money, 30-some thousand dollars, I think maybe 40-some thousand, just sitting in the bank. And, um, and so when we came, we thought, wow, we have arrived. We've got like thousands of dollars in the bank. We definitely got this. <laughs> so, but when we went, we had no like backing to us, even though we had been doing church and successfully and look at all the money that we have in the bank. Um, we didn't have like history behind us. And so people... Banks were not really willing way back then. They were not really willing. We had very good credit, and it wasn't nothing based on us. It was just like, we don't really have, you don't have any history, and it was just like taking a chance, like especially on a church. You know? <laughs> they could be, I guess, like up and down, I don't know. And so we went through seven banks. Finally, the seventh bank said yes, but we had been praying all along. And something, I don't know, just like we kind of, just something on the inside said that that bank's going to be the one. Sure enough, they were the ones. He called us and said, uh, were you praying? And we're like, yeah, we were praying that you would give us the right answer. <laughs> and he said, you got it. You got your building. Well, that was the first process. And then years down the road, here we are, and we come up to this building. And it was just a spur of the moment kind of thing. Wasn't something planned out ahead of time? But God had told us probably like, oh, especially six months before, probably it was like more like a year, if I think about it. I'm trying to think of who is here would pray. There's a couple people that would pray with me on Saturday mornings. They're not even here anymore. One, they moved away. One had a uh, transition in life and his ministry and did something else. So they're not even here anymore. But I said, you know what? I believe God told us we need to start praying about the building. And it sounded so crazy when I said that because I didn't feel like we were anywhere near getting this built or getting a building. I had no idea. Just getting a building because we weren't sitting. We didn't have thousands of dollars in the bank <laughs> like the last time. But I knew God said, do this. Or the Holy Spirit prompted me to start praying that way. And so I didn't reason it out, even though my mind wanted to reason it out and say, well, why would you do that? So we started praying. Every Saturday morning we were praying. And I tell you, the things that we saw was like, it'll be easy. And I said, you know what? I started laughing and I said, it, it, I just saw it's like they handed a building over to us. I said, who does that? <laughs> and so all these things, the Holy Spirit, we were praying that by the Holy Spirit. And so I'm just showing you that we could have prayed in our intellect all day long, and it would have been great, and it's right on, and it would have helped. But there's an, another avenue that God's given us, like a secret avenue, like a secret tunnel directly to God that the devil can't interfere with at all because he has no idea what you're saying, that I can pray out God's vision for what he sees because I don't see it yet. 
And so we began to pray, and we prayed every Saturday. We took 30 minutes out of our prayer time, and we diligently hunkered down and prayed out things about the building. And so I'd come and tell Pastor, we saw this, and we did this. And so we wrote things down. And uh, remember, handed over the building. That's key in this whole thing. And so then one day, I mean, you're talking like a year, probably two years later. I mean, it wasn't just like a month down the road. <laughs> so I passed by a building and um, just something was like, huh. I just saw the building and I told Pastor when I went to the see him, I said, you know what? You should just call on this building just to see. Who knows? Like, just, you should just call. That's all I said. I didn't know I was being led by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and then another guy called that was um, the head guy over the Methodist organization. And he's the one, and you've all heard this story, but he's the one that contacted Pastor and actually was trying to contact him because he wanted us to have that building. And so then Pastor went down just to check it out. And that guy happened to be there. So it just starts coming together little by little. And here we are today. But the first meeting that we had with them, like they would say something like, well, we'll do it this way, blah, blah, blah. And we would come back and say, well, what about this? And every time we said something like um, how we wanted to do it, they were just like, okay, sure. And how? look at all the money that they took off. Was it almost like 200000 or over, I think, 250000 when it was all said and done. But the first get-go, they were like, we'll take $100,000 off. Who does that? When, and they had somebody come after us that could, was going to give them 525000 what they were asking, and just give them cash. And they said no, because this building was reserved for us. <laughs> and it all leads back to the prayers that we were praying I'm confident of that, that if we wouldn't have prayed out every part of that, it wouldn't have happened like we, to our favor, like God said it was. And so we just trusted God the whole time, and we just kept praying by the Holy Spirit, and God would show, we would write what God showed us. And then when we just went this last time, I told Pastor, I said, God said it's going to be easier than it was two years ago. I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> that is really good news. Well, I can choose to believe what God's telling me, or I can just throw it out the window and with my mind and say, well, there's no way that that'll ever happen. You have to have money to do that. I can reason it out with everything, and it, it will seem right to my mind, but God always has another avenue. And so by praying this way helps your life tremendously. And she agrees with me all kinds tonight. <laughs> and so we'll just quickly go over to uh, Romans chapter 8. Over in Jeremiah 33.3, it says, Call unto me, and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't even know about you can, go, you can turn over to Romans chapter 8. I'm just throwing the scripture in. And when you go in the Amplified Bible, it says hidden things, things that are fenced in, things that you have no idea are there. 
God will show you those by the Holy Spirit. He will show you things to come. What's ahead of you by praying this way? Over in Romans chapter 8, verse 26. I have all my markers. My markers are going crazy. <laughs> I do that because I don't like fumbling through pages in front of people, like being up here. I want to turn right to it. So it'd be cool if we had some kind of doohickey like that. So my Bible always has like 50 million <laughs> of these things. Because <laughs> I don't like doing that. <laughs> so. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. says, so too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it worthily as we ought, but the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads on our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. If we keep going, and he who searches the hearts of men knows what is the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and his purpose. So the Holy Spirit can get you out of the pit. He comes in and he brings aid to you. You ever been through life in circumstances and you thought there's no way out? The Holy Spirit, that's his job. Jesus sent him to help you to cause all things to work for your good, for you to come out the victor on the other side of everything. That's good news. And so no matter what I'm praying about, there's unction for it. And there's things that God wants to tell me about it. And so it's a great, I say tool, but the Holy Spirit is somebody that's been given to us. And for us to recognize and acknowledge him. And so you can pray out your day. You can pave the way. We say pray there before we go there. It is true and it's right. When you're praying for your kids. I can pray intellectually for my kids and pray according to the word. But then I can take it even further than that. God can show me, or the Holy Spirit can tell me exactly what Carson's call is. I'm his parent, and he's seven years old. Now, God could tell him at seven. We think kids can't hear God, but they do. We have testimony after testimony. We have kids sitting right here that have had experiences with God in their rooms. God shows up. God's presence fills them. Kids, God doesn't push children to the side and say, well, you just sit down. I'm going to talk to the adults. You just read your Bible all the time. The disciples are saying, oh, kids, you go, go, go sit down. Go sit down. Get out of the way. And Jesus would say, hey, you let them come. Because they're a spirit, 
Inside of them are spirits just like you. In the spirit, there isn't, you know, greater, like big, you know, I'm the adult and I'm the kid. No, we're all spirits. Great to God. But we can look at our kids and we can begin to pray by the Holy Spirit. And God, the Holy Spirit can show you things about your kids. Can show you things about them at school. Things that you need to pray about. And help turn around in their life. Just by doing this. Your grandkids. Your family. So it's a great tool to pray by. Praise the Lord. So this is uh, prayer night. And so we're going to do just that. I even talked last week, you can pray, pray ahead of your day. You can pave out your day like tomorrow. You can pray about your day and pray about it before you go to work. And you can have a peaceful day. You can know ahead of time things that are coming. Or that, you know, when you come up against something, you can say, oh, I believe I was praying about that last night. It's true. How in the world would we be in this building if we had not prayed and saw things before? We would have, it would have been treacherous and it would have been hard because it, when you do things naturally just by your intellect alone, it's hard. Things in the flesh are hard when you're trying to Make people do what you want them to do. Have you figured out you can't make people do anything? <laughs> Even though we really wish they would. But God, God doesn't make you do anything. He urges you politely. Just to maybe make this change or do this different. And so we can pray about people this way, we can pray about ourselves this way, and over in Jude, it, uh, verse 20, it says, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the spirit, in other tongues, and so it's a mighty weapon that you have, but the devil wants to keep you from praying in tongues, because he knows the mighty weapon. He knows that when you pray in tongues, you get exactly on the plan of God. That you, you unfold the plan of God for your life. He knows this. And so it keeps us away from it. Praise God. And so, we're going to pray. Uh, take a little bit of time and pray. For our church. For our city. One thing we say around here is that the landscaping, landscape is changing. And when you look around, it's beginning to change in Flint. It's beginning to change. So I believe that we've been sent here by God. It's not a just, oh, we just happened to land in Flint. And oh, we just, there's a lot of great churches in Flint, Flint Township, surrounding areas but they're not GVC. And I don't, I don't say that with pride or, you know, I just say that proudly that we believe in God. And the devil's tried to take GVC out for a lot of years. 
we're still here. There's a lot of pastors that would have been gone. They would have said, I'm not doing this. You're not worth it. A lot of pastors. So I thank God for our pastors, our pastors that have said, God said it, and we're going to see it. And he put his stakes down a lot of years ago. He put his stakes down, and his stakes have gone deeper. <laughs> That's really what's happened. <laughs> the devil tried to uproot it. When you start praying for this for Flint, and you just get in there, Lord, we just want to lift up this city and pray. There's a lot of just demonic activity in our city. Just that's the best way I can describe demonic. And so when you pray, you come against it. But it takes us coming together. And so we believe because of our prayers, it's beginning to turn. So it may just be one little new thing that's come to Flint. Look, Wahlburgers finally came. It may just be one thing like that, but it's a good thing for Flint. And I believe it's not just, well, those things just happen. I don't believe so. Because why Flint? of all places. The other one they're gonna put is in Rochester, a booming community, a more of an upscale community, if you'd say. And then they put one in Flint. So we believe that's all part of the landscaping changing because we pray. And so we are the light in this city. So the devil tries to take your light out all the time. And so you just get to the place where it's just like, no more, no more devil, no more of your lies, no more of you trying to set me back because it's just not going to work. And how you get there is by the word and by praying, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Because when you're filled, it doesn't matter. When you get filled, you begin seeing how God sees you. So you begin seeing yourself different. You begin to see others different. You begin to see how God sees your life. And you, you begin to see what's ahead. That's what being filled does for you. You see things, it's almost like you, you're raised to a different platform. And you see up here now, Instead of being down here and always being the victim or always bad things happening. And I don't know how it works, but God just fills you and elevates you. And so that's how prayer is. The Bible says that you're seated with him in heavenly places, far above all rule, all principalities and powers and might and dominion, things that would come against you. Things that come against you are very real, it seems, in, in life. But we have a higher truth, and it's the Word of God. And so, we've just come to the place that we've hunkered down enough to say, we choose God. And we choose to believe His report. This is God's report. So God's report always prevails and so that's how we pray 
So I'm not gonna, you're not gonna hear me praying down here. Oh dear Lord, help us. No, you'll hear me praying from this place. So it might sound a little different. That's all it is. I'm praying, I'm gonna be praying the word. And then we're gonna pray by the Holy Spirit because it's very vital in this day, in this hour, in this season that we're in to be filled, to be accurate, to move right, correctly. We need to be at the right place at the right time so we can do what the Holy Spirit wants us to do and say what He wants us to say and be who He wants us to be, a light. And so I'm just gonna, we're gonna practice that tonight. So at different times, we're gonna pray for our church that way. We're gonna pray for everybody here that way that goes to this church. And then we're gonna uh, stop. And then I'm just gonna say, you know what? Let's just off the whim, we're gonna pray in the Holy Spirit. And we're just gonna pray in the Holy Spirit at the end to build ourselves up. And so I'm just, I'm gonna show you. And you're gonna do it with me. Sound good? (laughs) All right, here we go. to subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life